This is the Create the Smarts podcast where you will learn to leverage your online following into a profitable, future-proof education business that you control without being at the mercy of sponsors or algorithm changes. Each week we interview the world's leading creators to find out what strategies they use to diversify, stabilize and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Jan van der Aan. Hey everybody, it's your Dutch friend Jan here. You are listening to episode 105 of the Creator Smarts podcast. And in this episode, Oli is going to give away his simple strategy to build a million dollar online business. And this episode was originally published on our YouTube channel. So if you want to watch the original video, then make sure to go to YouTube and search for our channel there. It's called Creator Smarts. Without further ado, let's get started. Here is Oli. I've made millions of dollars and built multiple online businesses using one really simple, straightforward strategy that I'm gonna lay out for you here. And yes, I know that sounds like a really kind of slimy Facebook ad, but actually, the, and I didn't, almost didn't say it for that reason, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized actually it's completely true. And the thing I'm gonna tell you about here, obviously there are lots of factors that would go into success, but I couldn't have done it without this one strategy. So let's get into it. Welcome back to the channel. My name is Ollie Richards and Creator Smarts is all about helping successful creators build a strong and stable seven-figure business onto the back end of what they're doing so they can reclaim their time, have more impact in the world and have more fun in business as well. One of the most difficult things about growing an online business is the amount of overwhelm over different options you have over what to do next. You know, could I, should I do Pinterest? Should I start another YouTube channel? Should I do a blog, a newsletter, whatever? We're constantly bombarded with like, you know, social media ads of people telling you this cool new strategy. And it can also just be genuinely, genuinely hard to know what to do next, right? Because we all feel that our businesses are a bit different. Um, and Dan Kennedy used to have, uh, when he did these big conferences, he used to have something written up on the wall saying, my business is different. Because that's the excuse that everybody gives when they tell him that uh, they can't do the thing that he's suggesting. We all think our business is different and that we need a special kind of unique strategy that's applied to us in particular, but actually it doesn't have to be that way. So I'm gonna tell you here today how you can actually really cut through all of that and make very simple decisions about how to grow your business. It also has a strange link to the property market, um, which is kind of unexpected, but I'll tell you a little bit about what that is later. Many years ago, I flew to New York to spend a day consulting with uh, an old mentor of mine, and or rather he was consulting me, I guess. And one of the things we were doing is kind of looking all the way through, like digging, ripping apart my business and looking at what was working, what was selling, and trying to kind of make it more efficient. It was a very, very effective day. One of the things that came out of that was a suggestion that he made, uh, was that rather than just selling one uh, product um, at, the, at the top of my funnel, on, on the front end, I could actually do that, but then offer a bundle at the same time. Um, because he told me what well, people love buying bundles. And I thought, well, that's interesting. So I offered this bundle um, as, a, as a front-end offer, uh, on, on, on my business and it did super well. And so I kind of noticed that and I said, oh, that's interesting. And I started using bundles then as a kind of go-to strategy for lots of, uh, of product launches and, uh, and offers and things that I, that I did. Um, shortly after that, or around the same kind of time, I started writing my books and I, um, I published short stories in Spanish first, did really well, so I made more languages. And then I got a uh, an offer from Teach Yourself to collaborate with them. So we made kind of like 20 or 30 books together. And then I kept up my self-publishing operation and hired an editor to actually do that. So we're now publishing multiple books every month. 
following a very similar theme. Like when I made my first language courses, I, I, I didn't know whether they would work or not, but one of them did work. So I thought, okay, maybe we could make another one. And then we ended up making those courses in, in 10 languages to the point now where we're running these challenges where we're creating five new products every single month in the business. Now, these are all, an ex these are all examples of things that I've done and they might sound quite different and disparate themselves, unconnected. But actually, there is one common theme in all of these which I've used to, um, to, to, to kind of grow all these different assets and media properties. And this is the idea of doing more of what is already working. Doing more of what is already working. Because every business is unique. We all have uh, a different audience. We all, uh, th those audiences all behave in slightly different ways. So what works for me isn't necessarily gonna work for you, even if we're in the same, the same niche. These kind of behaviors can all change based on, on demographics, on age, on, on the actual niche you're in, and buyer behavior, the time of year. All these things are different. But the one thing that you can always do is take a very close forensic look at your business and what's going on and ask yourself the question, what has currently, what has been working previously? And then do more of that. So for example, traffic. What in your business is uh, generating the most views on your content, on your blog content, on your YouTube videos? Like what, figure it out, what is the type, the specific type of content that's doing that? And then can you do more of that content? This is pretty standard for a kind of YouTube strategy. Figure out what your audience likes and do more of it. With your products, if you have multiple products, what are the products that people are spending money on? And can you make more of those? There's no reason why you only have to have one of a type of product. You can have multiple. If you are active on social media, what platform is working best for you? What type of posts are working? With engagement and in any particular thing that you're tracking on social, on your videos, in your email newsletter, for example, on your blog, on your blog post comments, what what is it specifically that people are reacting to? Where are they clicking the like button? What's making them comment? One of the things that I do regularly is go back and really look at the data and see what it is that's actually working. And this engagement thing, for example, is, is, uh, can, be, can be a combination of a kind of gut feel, but also lots of data there that tells you that it's kind of there waiting to be discovered. You're just gonna kind of go and look for it. Engagement like, you know, liking videos. So like this video, subscribe to the channel, go on. Do it right now, that's what the engagement is all about. There's more examples. Self-management, what are the routines that you have personally that are, that are really effective and can you do more of those? For example, one of the things that, that I find most helpful for me is the concept of time blocking. So this is where in your calendar you block out, say three hours in your calendar, where you don't do, where, where nothing else can be scheduled for that time. The video I'm recording right now, for example, is part of a time block. It's a Tuesday morning and I'm recording a bunch of videos today. And this concept of time blocking works really well for me because I know that the difficult things don't get done unless I kind of really protect my time. And so once I figured out that time blocking works for me, I started doing more and more of that. Have you hired somebody that's worked out really well? Maybe you have a VA that's kind of freeing up all your time and now you're just so much more relaxed and having so much more, more fun. Is there, um, you know, can you do more of that? Can you hire more people into different areas of your business? And by the way, if you want to know exactly how to hire people the right way, click 
the uh, the whatever you call it, the card up up here. I'll put a link in the description as well. You see all of these different things. There's always multiple areas of your business where there are opportunities to spot things that are going well and to do more of those. So from all the examples that I've I just told you about here, what is one area that that jumps out at you immediately that's been working where you've seen signs of, of effectiveness? What is one of those areas? Leave me a comment below to let me know what that might be. The thing with this is. Yeah, we all kind of like to feel that we need these grand goals and these grand visions. I'm not, I mean, I think goals are fantastic, but it can be it can be difficult sometimes. Goal setting is not an easy thing. And I've always actually found it quite difficult personally to, to set goals that I find meaningful. And so the thing about this approach to figuring, to doing more of what works is that you don't have to have some big grand goal that you're working towards. This can be something that you do simply uh, from one day to the next. So you know you can do, you can do this for your traffic from one day to the next, or from one week to the next. You can um, you can decide to make new products. You don't necessarily always need to know where you're going. So this can be very powerful for someone who doesn't necessarily have these kind of grand visions. I don't really have grand visions a lot of the time. I sometimes have them, and then I kind of forget about them later. But what I'm always doing is focusing on like positive iteration. How can we get 1% better this week, 10% better this week? How can we just, you know, even without a grand plan, it's often obvious what's working. So let's just, you know, go head on down that path. You know, I heard someone say once that the single biggest advantage in any kind of business is, can you guess? The single biggest advantage in any business is to be in a growing market. Because if you're in a growing market, then it almost doesn't really matter what you do, uh, you're still going to find your business growing because the whole the whole tide of society is towards um, spending money on that particular product or service. So if you're in a growing market, everything else works. And this kind of relates to this concept of doing more of what works. We want to kind of try and create this momentum um, and there are not there are loads of things we're not really in control of in business, but actually momentum and direction, are things which uh, which we can control. And so with every aspect of your business, if you can figure out what is working, where there are signs of attraction, and do more of that across lots of different areas from traffic to products to social media to whatever it is, you'll find that your business starts to just expand diametrically because you've got all of these things just compounding, getting slightly better. The thing that you've got to do in order to make this happen is actually to set aside the time. So one of the things I do on my, my, my main language YouTube channel is set aside time every month to go back properly through all of the stats, all of the data, and figure out uh, what is working so I can do more of that. And I do that regularly in monthly meetings and quarterly meetings and annual meetings with my team where we go back and the first thing we do is figure out, right, what worked last year? Where are the signs of traction? How can we do more of that? And so often... The decisions that we make are not kind of these grand plans. It's just like, what worked? How can we do more of that? Now, earlier on, I mentioned the um, I mentioned the example of the property market. Now, well, back in the, in the 2000s, uh, I was kind of I got interested in the, in the in the property market, not least because of these silly kind of daytime TV shows where they they say how people kind of buy properties at, at auctions and you know do all this work and kind of sell them on and make make a bunch of uh, a bunch of profit. And one of the things that I noticed about the property market in the 2000s here in the UK was that it was just it was just growing a silly amount every year. The property was uh, gaining about 20% in value uh, year on year just because the market was ridiculously um, overstoked 
And so what are the, one, of the, one of the ways that a lot of people were successful in the 2000s with, when they were kind of dabbling in property was literally to buy something and then a year later sell it and they would have made 20% on their money. So they buy a property for a million pounds, hold it for a year, they could sell it a year later and make 200 grand in profit. Often these people would kind of do some, some renovation work or some improvement work uh, or something like that. Uh, and they would kind of think, oh yeah, I'm, I, I'm making all this profit because I'm great at, at renovating properties or whatever. In reality, the only reason that they were successful is because they were in a growing market. They were riding on that wave of momentum. And if, if they'd done the same things that they'd done, but in a shrinking market, they would have lost lots and lots of money. And so this struck me as a really, really clear example of how we want to just do whatever we can to create, ride the waves of momentum that are already happening. And yes, this works at a small scale too. So if you're watching this and thinking, well, you know, I've only just got started. You know, even now, this, this video I'm recording right now is video number five or six or whatever it may be on this Creator Smarts YouTube channel. We have like a handful of subscribers. We're super small. I don't care because I have faith that I'm gonna be able to simply keep on producing, stay consistent, and my whole strategy is gonna be look for signs of what's working and then do more of that. And I have confidence that over time it will grow and grow and uh, into what I need. Even though I don't particularly have like, I don't have a goal for getting 10,000 subscribers, I don't really care about that. I, I kind of enjoy trusting in the process. And that is how I've grown. Story learning, how I've grown everything else. Alright, thanks for listening to this episode and if you like this episode then please give it a positive rating in whatever podcast app that you're using and if you want to listen to other interviews or just learn more about what we do then make sure to go to our website creatorsmart.com. See you on the next episode. Ciao.